Welcome to the Patricia Raskin Show, the program that helps you turn obstacles into opportunities, challenges into solutions, and find answers to tough questions. And now, the award-winning powerhouse voice of radio. Here's your host, Patricia Raskin. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome. Welcome back to the Patricia Raskin Positive Living Show. We're going to continue talking about elder living, positive aging, from a very, very positive perspective. And we have on an amazing guest. Her name is Dr. Lynn Lazarus Serper. And she's the creator of the Serper Method, which and founder and president of Brain Enhancement Services. In 1990, Dr. Serper became disabled by a ruptured brain aneurysm and lost her ability to speak, read, write, and think clearly. Doctors recommended that her family place her into a long-term care facility. Instead, thanks to the intervention of a friend and advocate, Dr. Serper began a six-year program of rehabilitation at residential facilities and at her home. And with the help of many professionals and a strong determination, she slowly regained her cognitive abilities and in the process developed the techniques that became the foundation of the Serper Method. And she also completed her doctoral coursework in cognitive education at the University of Mass. Welcome, Dr. Serper. Welcome, Lynn. Oh, I'm so glad to be here, Patricia. I'm very glad to be on the show, especially you. since your program focuses on positive aging. And it does. It focuses, go ahead. It focuses on positive no, I living, but I think aging is very, that's where we're all going. Yes. <laughs> well, it is where we're going. And so many people who are in the aging role um, are developing different conditions and the only way we can really move through them is to have a positive way of looking at it, and it's a new way of looking at it. Yeah, no, I think that's very true. So tell us, I think, I, I, I think really for me the most amazing part of this journey is that, you know, when you went through this with the aneurysm and losing the ability to speak, I mean, you could have just said, okay, I'm done. I mean, a lot of people, not that you would, but you could have, and instead, not only did you recover, but you recovered in a way that you could create something so powerful for other people going through this or just in general. Very, very yeah. um, remarkable and, um, and admirable, really. Well, I, I think I'm going to just zip backwards in a little bit, for a little bit, because it's the backwards that helped me go forward and helped me with my speech and reading and writing and all the things I couldn't do. Because uh, back in in 1992, I became a learning disability teacher. And I opened the very first self-contained learning disability classroom in Worcester, Massachusetts. So I would work with, I worked with children who were K through three, and then they they moved me up to four through, grades four through six, and I found something. What I found was that children who couldn't learn in one way could learn in another way, whether it was visual, whether it was auditory, whether kinesthetic. And also, we gave a lot of, just, we had a lot of discussions and gave opinions. Let me just get rid of this. I can't believe this. Sorry. Um, sorry, it was my phone. 
So, so. Um, we would discuss what we were reading, and we would give opinions about what we were learning, and it, we ended up learning from each other. Now, what I'm saying is exactly what, where I moved forward. I mean, I was so fascinated with the way children learn that I went into the doctoral program, and that's where I had my um, brain aneurysm. So, mm-hmm. and it was 1990, which is what you said, and I thought my life was over mm-hmm. because not that long ago, in 1990, the belief that the, was that brain repair was not possible. Mm-hmm. So how did you know? The doctors- and how did you know? How did you? Re- I mean, did you know, or did you just say, "I'm going to find a way, and I'm going to just try this"? I don't know if it'll work, but I believe it will. How, or did you? Well, did you I have sense? Focus. How did you know? Well, I'll, the way I knew is that I had a doctor friend who believed that I would improve, but he didn't really believe it. Mm-hmm. And the first thing he told me when I came out, I was in a coma for three weeks. Mm-hmm. When I came out of the coma, he said to me, you're going to get everything back. Mm-hmm. And it'll take you a very long time. You'll have to work hard, but you're going to get everything back. And the doctors are saying long-term care, and I'm saying cognitive rehabilitation. And I went mm-hmm. to rehabilitation, a residential rehabilitation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for, so, so Lynn, Lynn months, take us through the months. process. So, take us through some of the things that you learned that were the basis of the SERPA method. Okay. What I learned, basically, was that people, that even if you couldn't speak, you could listen. And what I mm. say to people who have aphasia um, is that you need to do a lot of listening. Often people who are, have a condition are at home, and they hear, what would you like for dinner? And they hear, what would you, where would you like to go? But nothing about listening. And mm-hmm. so what I found was that I took stories. <laughs> I listened to stories. My first grandchild had brought over a book, um, which is, Strawberries for Sal with a tape and I listened to it over and over again I could get the idea of listening how listening helped me speak mm-hmm. and this is what I found for Super Method was that mm-hmm. what, what we learn how we learn and how we participate became the method. Now, the method, as I, um, o- as I overcame my problems, I was able to go back to the notes that I had developed as I became a learn as I was a learning disability teacher, mm. and I went into those those exercises that I developed for kids, and I upgraded them. So I chose inspirational reading. Small, mm. short ones, two pages. I would mm-hmm. just, when I started to read, I could do that. So I mm. made up these exercises. And then there are lots of exercises that, as kids, we learn. And as a teacher, I taught, which is fill in the blank mm-hmm. or vocabulary scramble. 
And I learned by using this and making it up for myself, I got better at everything. Mm. And so I put it together as Silver Method, which was inspirational reading, history, and geography. Now, why is history so important? And do I need to have people memorized? No. But if we are looking at events that happened somewhere in our life or before our life, but we learned about it, everything is learned mm-hmm. from the past. And so we are, it, it's a, a pathway to all our memories. Mm-hmm. And let's say it's World War II. And I ask people to choose a date. Would that be a recent date or would it be? 1942 or 45, and most folks remember that because it was powerful in their lives. Mm-hmm. So I got stories. Once a person is reminded of World War II, then I get these amazing stories. One man talked about, and he, he had, has Alzheimer's, and was maybe mid, mid-stage. And, but he told about his landing in Normandy. Hmm. Another woman tells a story about she and her husband, her husband went to Europe for the war, and they came up with a, with a little code so that when he wrote to her, they put the little code in, and she knew where he was. And she was afraid mm. that, that somebody would hear her and she'd end up going to jail. Then mm. <laughs> this is in the last five years. <laughs> Lynn, do so, you think that anybody with this method can learn? Yes. Well, it isn't a matter of learning to take an exam. It isn't a matter of learning, especially if you have uh, had a stroke and if it's aphasia and if it's a dementia. Probably not, but it's going to build a curiosity so that when people participate, when they have discussions and they give their opinions, their sense of self increases enormously. And they're more curious about doing other things instead of just sitting at home. Mm -hmm. They want to increase what they're doing. Yep, so, so in that way, is that what you meant when you said uh, people yes. are going to learn? Yes, yeah, absolutely. That's the kind of learning is right. that they can use like a calendar or a planning book if they're shown how to do it. Mm-hmm. And, so and, they all- and basically what your method does, and I'm reading this because I think it's so important, is it stimulates right. general memory. It ha- broadens your yep. ability to find words to express your thoughts. Yes. It expands your yes. conversational skills, which you talked about. It enhances your social yes. skills, and it improves your verbal fluency. So that's yes. just all of that is really part because of... Because they're engaged uh, in it. They're ha- it's happening. They're engaged in it. If they're reading a story with someone, I don't say... Um, I feel that... Most of the progress that people with a condition, a dementia, a stroke, whatever that condition might be, comes from the interaction, what you're doing with somebody, not alone reading, but what I'm saying is you have a chance to 
give your opinion. How often do people with dementia get a chance to give their opinion or their idea or a way to do something? And Lynn, where are you doing this? In in nursing homes, assisted livings, individual homes, classes, all of the above? Yeah, all of the above. And one of the new things that I'm doing when I realize how important it is, is training CNAs. They are really the hands-on people who work with people who are in a memory care unit or an assisted living. They're always there. So when a resident is quiet, more quiet, because there aren't ways for the person to participate, they, they can't find their way to participate, that a CNA would help them yeah. in having them do more things. Unfortunately, care people are taught to take care of the person. Mm-hmm. I look at what people, what, what care people do is develop a relationship with Absolutely. the resident. Right. All right, we're going to take so, a quick break on that note, Lynn. And when we come back, we're sure. going to talk more about the SERPER method, which Lynn designed. Okay. It's an innovative program of brain exercises designed to improve memory and cognitive abilities. And it will help you at any age in terms of memory, conversation, social skills, fluency, and finding the right words. You're listening to The Patricia Raskin Show right here on voiceamerica.com, America's Voice. Stay tuned. We'll be right back with Lynn Serper, The Serper Method. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in your brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com Have you ever experienced the joy of living? Not just aspects of your life, but the true joy of life itself. Barry Shore has. You could call him an ambassador of joy. From a successful entrepreneur to becoming a quadriplegic due to a rare disease to his ongoing recovery through swimming and physical rehabilitation. Barry now presents his gifts to others as host of The Joy of Living. All you need to do is tune in. Listen live every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time and 1 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Variety Channel. Are you or someone you know interested in attending college? With both college tuition and college enrollment up 60% since 2002, there is a lot of competition and careful planning needs to be a part of the process. Tune in to Getting In, a College Coach Conversation, hosted by Elizabeth Heaton and featuring a team of college coach experts. We'll bring you the tips, techniques, and know-how to navigate the road to college and do so the smart way. Listen live every Thursday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Our humanity is a thing we take for granted, but it takes many forms, and it requires much of us to fully express it. Listen to On Living, the trauma and beauty of being human with host Dr. Leanne Nguyen. This program will explore topics about survival, fulfillment, hope, connection, being fully alive to ourselves and to others. 
guests are people whose life experience inspires us to reflect on these questions. Tune into On Living, broadcasting live every Thursday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time on Voice America Variety. Follow us on Twitter at Voice America TRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's Voice America TRN. You are listening to The Patricia Raskin Show. If you wish to call into our program today, please call 1-866-472-5788. That number again is 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to Patricia at PatriciaRaskin.com. Now, back to The Patricia Raskin Show. Hello, everyone, and welcome back. We are wonderfully welcoming Lynn Lazarus Serper, who created the Serper Method, which is an innovative program of brain exercises designed to improve memory and cognitive abilities. But she didn't just design it. She designed it because she went through an aneurysm where she lost her speech and many of her facilities, and she said it took her a long time, but she, through gaining this back, she then used those skills and use those abilities and design this method that is now helping thousands of people. Very admirable. Welcome back, Lynn. Thank you. You said something during the break, though, that I really want to bring up. I thought it was interesting. You said many times when we're working with older adults, we're thinking about what we can give them instead of understanding that they have a contribution to give us. And we sort of don't see it as equal. We just see it as, oh, we have to be giving all the care. Talk about that. Yes, it's very, very important. And it's what I have found through the time that I've been doing this, which is 20 years, um, is that when people read together, even if they can't read or they listen, and doing, I do exercises, and in the activity itself, the opinions and ideas go both ways so that by asking somebody's opinion, you're getting the, re- the resident or the person who has the condition, you're asking them for information back. What also is possible in this process is that we find out how much people know, how much they learn from their past, or how much they can tell you about what's happening now. I had one, well, many situations where caregivers were taught how to interact with the person. Let's say interact such as a care person doesn't have to just pick out the clothes and tell the person to get dressed. Mm-hmm. I think that residents or the person with a condition, they can pick out clothes, maybe choose only from one or two, but to pick out what they would want to wear, what they would want to um, accessorize, how to do it so they can feel like they're participating in their own life. And I had one funny story of a caregiver who came over to me. This was in a memory care clinic. And she said, you won't believe what I do now. I showed her, just as you suggested, I asked her what she wants to wear, and I pick out two things. 
I ask her what jewelry she would like, and I pick out just a few, and she gets herself dressed. Well, now that she sees that she can get herself dressed, she does it automatically. So I go in to, to help her dress, but I sit in the rocking chair, and I rock back and forth, and we chat while she gets herself dressed, whereas she was very helpless before. So telling people what they can do is mm-hmm. amazing. One of my favorite stories was about a man who was really at a late mid-stage of Alzheimer's and uh, had some other problems as well. And I knew that he had been in business. And we did a lot of work together. But one day I walked in and I said he was sitting in the chair and I, not looking up, and I said, it was in my head, I said, I'm so annoyed at my phone company. And he looked up. And I said, they're trying to treat, uh, they're trying to cheat me by charging me for data. They news. I said, I don't know what to do. And with that, he looked up and he said, well, this is what I would do. There's a man who speaks very little. <laughs> and he said, well, this is what I would do. I would call and then I'd ask for the director. I would make sure to go as high as you could possibly go. Tell them what the problem is and tell them you will not pay. Mm. Well, guess what? I went home and did it. Mm-hmm. And I didn't have to pay the extra mm-hmm. day. They will listen mm-hmm. to me about what I was asking for. So this, mm-hmm. these are the voices. Mm-hmm. Um, I have often walked in. I had an outfit on I really didn't like. But you put it on in the morning. But, except that when I went to the woman, I said to her, what do you think of my outfit, my top? And she said, oh, it's all right. I said, well, you're being polite. What do you think? And she said, it's terrible. (laughs) (laughs) She said, I wouldn't mix those two together. Now, I knew she was interested in in fashion, so it was perfect. But to know what a person has done or what they're interested in, they can then... Get a, you can get a whole story from them about what you should be matching together. Yeah. And yeah. I'm just thrilled Yeah, because yeah. I get their voice and they become a different person or yeah. they become themselves rather yeah. than the yeah. quiet person who yeah. doesn't say very much. Right. But you're also, you're also teaching them things too, right? I mean, you're doing activities together yeah. or puzzles or of games. Course. Is that right? That's what it comes to. It's number one is stories, and through the stories, we uh, here's an example of somebody who we were um, reading. We a have story just about, about two students. minutes left, Lynn, so we're going to have to hurry. But I love your story. Go All ahead. Right, very fast, Steven Spielberg, about the fact that he did not graduate school right away. College, he didn't go to college right away, and he was he was just learning disabled. We found out. So she said that he was so successful, and she said to me, you know, sometimes people don't do what they're supposed to do so that they can do 
what they're supposed to do. That's fair. That's that's great. That's great for me to hear. That's great for me to hear because I think for those of us who've been creative and we didn't follow that structured path and there were days we say, oh, maybe I should have because it would have been easier, but that's not what we creatives were supposed to do. We're supposed to do what we're doing. That's exactly right. Yeah. And that's what we we combined it along with um, who left college. Right. Absolutely. Um, All right, Lynn, tell tell us how people can find you because now we've only got about a minute left. Certainly. They could find me on on email, which is lynnserper at serpermethod.com, or they could call me at 617-755-0509. And most of all, I think it's so important, is that I want to leave everybody with this idea that inside our head, we have billions of brain cells. Let's keep them educated, laughing, singing, socialized, fed and fired up. And that way, life will just be brighter for all of us. Thank you, Lynn. Thank you for really inspirational. Thank you for being on the program. And look up the website, Thank you for having me. SerperMethod.com, S-E-R-P-E-R Method.com. Stay on the line for a minute. All right, folks, that wraps up this edition of the Patricia Raskin Positive Living Show. Find me, Patricia Raskin, Raskin Resources on Facebook, or write to me, Patricia at PatriciaRaskin.com, and I will certainly uh, put you on my email list and on my mailing list for my newsletter so you can see who all these wonderful guests are coming up. Until next time, stay healthy, stay happy, get the support you need, and know you can make your dreams come true. I'm Patricia Raskin. Bye for now. Thank you for tuning in to this week's edition of The Patricia Raskin Show. Be sure to join Patricia Raskin and another amazing guest next Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have an outstanding week.